0: Welcome. I'm exhausted. Um, ben,
1: I when did are you? you... Going for death.
0: What? I want to know when you cried.
1: Oh, we're just we're just jumping. Oh, in well
2: then we have to do a spoiler warning right now. Oh, right. Let's not get into it yet. Then.
1: I, we don't need to get into it. It's a Sunday afternoon. Everybody's wearing short sleeves and has like a little. I mean, my 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 layer is on the coat, but mm-hmm. everybody's very wearing like casual, relaxing
2: wear. So, everybody's wearing chillin'. gym shorts, which right. I don't usually. So this will be a five-hour episode. Under the table, like catch a look. You could have seen my genitals. Oh my god! <laughs> wow. If you Looking look up my shorts. <laughs> wow. Hmm. Truly offensive. That's what I'm <laughs> <for>. Truly offensive.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that, that's so really, that's rich. we'll 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 start talking about our topic four and a half hours in.
1: That would be fine. I mean, it's a leisurely Sunday. Like I said, we're taking our time. The sun is out. Well, we have to
2: be I done, done Paris, within. I where's your, your dinner?
0: I don't know, but I have to be somewhere. I have to pick up a human at 5 and oh. be a to a place by 5.30. I will say
1: <laughs> that I also would like to be out at the, sim- at the same time because I am going to go do dinner with my family. Mm. And because when, whenever I'm, like, busy, whenever, like, my dad is in town and family's in town and I have, like, an afternoon engagement, mm-hmm. if I if I do not get there right on time, they'll be like, oh, well, we didn't, we ate, we had, like, a late lunch. We didn't think you were going to be here until later. So I want to make sure that I wow. don't miss the meal. <laughs> I would like to eat <laughs> Wow. And I like to eat with the group.
2: Truly offensive. <laughs> That's rude. That is rude. Oh, wow.
1: So we were talking about Straw Dogs from 2011, right? I just finished it. I yeah.
2: have a lot to say about
1: James Marsden. Why is and that Lurie's version available on every effort. streaming
0: because platform? Because it's recent. Yeah. Also, Rod, Rod your... Lurie's got a... Uh,
1: well, Straw Dogs will probably
2: be on the Criterion channel. See, that Hell was yeah. that was my thought, too. I, are you guys... Isn't you that guys are... Uh, Charter subscribers. Charter subscribers. I you should. Subscribe, it. subscribe yeah. it up. But I, if you would, do it before, as long as you do it before the day, that's launches, what I was gonna say. That's do all it, you have to do. Do it
1: like the day before. Yeah. Yeah. Do it
0: April seventh. What did we watch? We'll, it comes. Out I like think eight.
1: that's right yeah. right. yeah. Oh my god, I, I feel so dumb. I did not connect at all that our homework movies one is a remake and one is the original, which was later remade. Cute. How about that? How oh, cute? We'll talk cute. about it when the mics are on. We and know. as we all know,
0: oh god, us god, us is a remake.
1: Yes, it is a remake of, of humanity. The it's the in America. remake of the
0: traumas of America. Yes. <laughs> the Bible.
1: Well, I have to say, I I was when I was when I was watching us, I became thank, more thankful that we watched Cape Fear for homework over Funny Games, even though Funny Games would certainly apply as well in some of like the more sterile acts of violence in the middle class homes. Yeah, or I say sterile clinical is what I mean. Yeah, not sterile. Yeah. Um, but you know, Cape Fear has a whole commentary about the sins of America's past and.
2: Totally. Um, and, and just the myth of ex- American exceptionalism. So it ended
1: up being kind of a genius. When poem. I
2: saw Us, I was like, oh, I wish we had done Funny Games instead of Straw We dogs. should have done Funny Games
1: in Cape Fear. Mm-hmm. That's okay. But we we, we didn't dogs. know. We didn't know. So we, and I had never actually had seen, you, you had not straw seen Straw
2: Dogs. Before. I just wanted to see it. I'd never seen it either. So and I did, it's I'm just a different kind of... Uh, Home invasion movie than I thought it was. It is. I mean, it is yeah. more just
1: like a treatise on toxic masculinity mm-hmm. that reaches a fever pitch with yeah. the home invasion. Yeah. Roger Ebert did not like this movie. Well, yeah. there's a lot, to and discuss. he liked
2: the remake. And Roger Ebert, <laughs> famously, never was wrong. He yeah. he builds his article up to uh, this. The the critique of this movie has already been made, and it's the Wild Bunch.
1: Oh, fantastic! Mm-hmm. That's, that was that that's was
2: his whole thing. That's his take. Is, yeah. Second paw has done it already. Why no. Not that he's already done it, but that he already made the movie that says these movies are bad.
1: Oh, I mm-hmm. see. I see. Hmm. I mean, that's the we'll talk about Starbucks when we get to it. But it's it's the kind I I don't enjoy watching that movie. Mm-hmm. I think it is I think it is torture to get through. Yeah. But I think the filmmaking is extremely strong. And I, I think, think what,
2: Dustin Hoffman is hot.
1: Wow. Yeah, I'm not gonna talk about Dustin Hoffman, <laughs> but um, it's like I, I find what I find what he's saying to be true, and therefore I, I respect the film mm-hmm. and I think it's a great film. But um, it's not a film that I particularly enjoy watching. Yeah,
0: yeah. I think my opinion of it was clouded by how much I wanted to kill myself watching. It. That's great. Yeah, but like that's I didn't. I, no, I mean that's not true. But,
1: but I mean, Peckham, it's Peckham hard. I had a brutal cynical outlook. Yeah, it's on a hard humanity, but especially watch.
2: men. I enjoyed the watch until it was like. The 20 minutes before the last 30 minutes, that was, it was, it alternates from boring to hard to watch, but like the first hour, I'm really enjoying, like as I a, think that's right, as a scopophilic pleasure, no, I think that's but right. without like objectifying the wife too much yet, and without I, sensationalizing her violence yeah, yet. I, I yeah. was
0: actually surprised at like, not the, sensitivity is the wrong word, but like, her trauma from what happened to her like, yes. was handled better than I yeah. expected it to be. It was be. handled
1: better than I remember it uh, the first time I saw it. So the first time I saw it, I would totally agree with you. I think because I knew what was coming. Mm-hmm. It's not so much that I was full dread in like, that effective sort of way, because it's mm-hmm. conjuring up dread either way. Like Clearly, this is eventually going to reach the, the oil. The olive oil will eventually reach a boil on mm-hmm. the stove. But... um yeah, just like not 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 a fun Sunday afternoon to watch. <laughs> no. no, but much to talk about when we talk
2: about much it. I do to think discuss. it's a great
1: film, and I and when it comes to the PTSD element and the trauma. Yeah. I I also think it's handled very well.
2: Yeah, the the town idiot is in Titanic. I I thought hmm. that your log on Letterboxd was a joke. Oh, no, and I was like, oh,
1: he does kind of look like that guy. And I was like, that's the that's guy. literally him. That's the, the guy actor? Who, that's yeah. the guy who oh. handcuffs Leonardo DiCaprio to a yes. pipe on the bottom of the Titanic. Really? Yes.
2: Yeah. I recognized My him. My favorite cartoon. I was villain. like for sure I've seen this person in later years and I didn't know who it was and then I looked through and the top thing on IMDb was Titan and I was like oh well Hello. who is he? And then oh you're used to him in his twilight years mm, the villain. I thought the main village guy was also someone that I recognized but I wasn't sure. They just have like pretty stock evil yeah. British townie faces. Yeah. He looks. I. I can picture a guy who's older that he kind of looks like, but I can't think of who it is. His name. It, maybe it'll come to me. I hope that it does. Over then the course we can of discuss six, of the course of our six-hour episode.
1: Yes, when
0: we're we're in the fifth hour. Talking mm-hmm. about straw dogs. Maybe it'll it come to you by you. then.
1: We could watch Titanic one and three quarters times by yeah. the time we finish this podcast wow. episode. You know what? I think we should. Great. I for, throw for, it on. I, for the longest time, and sometimes still do, I measure time by how many times you could watch Magnolia. Oh. So like sleeps, like if I, if I'm up late, like working or something, or I have to wake up early for work, like unless it's like I'm doing something fun, like if it's when there's the pressure on that I'm going to have to perform or just mm-hmm. that I'm nervous about amount of sleep, I'll be like, well, there's six hours, there are like five hours. But between now and I have to wake up, so in this time if I just think about, like I could watch Magnolia start to finish and then I could start it again and like get to the frogs, mm-hmm. okay, that's a pretty long time. Like like, I, that, like that that's how I would <laughs> control myself sleep. into thinking nice. that if I was getting enough sleep.
0: It's longer sleep, yeah. It fools you into thinking it's longer sleep yeah. than it is. But
1: but on the on the, or I could watch John Dealman mm-hmm. two and a half one and a half times. You know yes. what I mean? Yeah.
0: I was trying to see what your
2: banner ad was on your IMDb.
1: Will Smith's bucket list. What is this coming
2: to oh. Facebook Watch? You want to know what Will
1: Smith's bucket list is? Is it
2: based on the Bucket list starring Jack Nicholson and Morgan Freeman. I I am, hope sh- so. I am
1: sure that it is uh, cut from the same cloth.
2: When I saw a
0: Facebook Watch, I was They're, like, "Coughing a parachute because mm. they skydive." Oh, great! I was like, "Did Facebook the come list. out with?" a watch and you can only watch it on the watch
3: mm,
1: well would like fun. an iphone apple watch the person Thank sitting in you. front of me at us certainly would have had access to that because their fucking apple watch was going mm. off the entire time great which was annoying but not as annoying as when they just started scrolling through instagram wait most when of the back half of us <gasps> wow
0: did you kill them
1: i did i did what the, theater did you go I to the americana i did the uh, cla- i did the classic uh Like Mm. I sort of was sort of my straw dog's moment when I should have been like, "Hey, you cut that out! Yeah, you cut that out!" I was like, Mm. (laughs) Mm. "Hello." I probably just sounded like one of the tethered, you know. Oh, do Uh. it! It's spooky stuff. Spooky stuff. Entrenchant.
2: Entrenchant. It is. I.
0: Did you hear, did you read the thing about Lupita's inspiration for that voice? No. So uh-huh, the in the New York Times. Yeah, so... Oh, I, the, the
1: New York Times piece. Oh, yeah, I, I, uh, I read the New York Times piece, yes. oh,
0: good piece. Good piece. Your your mic just my twirled is away from you in embarrassment. Wow. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, so I'll just repeat what she said. So she said, in the script, it's described as a squeaky voice. Mm. Um, but then she... Had heard because
1: the squeaky wheel gets the grease. Mm -hmm.
0: Mm. She had heard this like weird breathing (gasps) voice Mm -hmm. in a non horror related Mm. thing, and she really liked it, so she wanted to do it. I love it because I think it's brilliant that in the trailer you don't hear her voice, no, you only hear her do that weird laugh. Mm. So when you hear her speak for the first time, I was like, Oh my god. Oh, oh I didn't know Lupita could
1: scare me so bad.
2: I am ready to give her an Oscar.
1: Oh, this is—I mean, I was going to say
2: this is. I'm ready. I don't want to talk about award season, but I'm ready to talk about award season. (laughs) Yeah, it's um, and Elizabeth.
1: It's called. Yeah. Uh, Sorry, uh, trying to find. So let's
0: just say, if you're listening, you've seen us. We're spoiling it. You've seen it. Everyone spying. in the world has seen this movie. It made I mean, $70 million. Dollars. We are taking the Opening sanctity weekend.
1: of the unspoiled plot and taking a sharp pair of scissors straight to uh, it. Yeah. So dodge out of the way.
0: Yeah, wow. we're, we already spoiled Lapita's voice. So True. we're just going to keep going from there. So just True. leave now. Go see us get and out. come back. Get, get out of here. You, you, you get out. out. Uh, oh. <laughs> uh great i'll just introduce the program <laughs> love
1: a callback of a visual joke
0: uh-huh yep people just hear us farting with our mouths or like, Again, they're like oh, what these, these faggots
1: these faggots need to grow up <laughs> um, okay shut up <laughs>
0: well these faggots are here
1: with our program <clears throat>
0: with our program which is called movies imo hello
1: welcome to you
0: this is a movies podcast Thank you. It is. <laughs> yes, it is. We are
1: known to discuss a film or two.
0: Uh I'm Brandon Kirby. I'm Ben Empey. I'm Daniel Krug. And today, we're talking about Jordan Peele's sophomore feature. <gasps> us!
1: us. I love us. Kind of saying, I love us. I love uh! us. I
2: love us. <laughs> Run!
0: <laughs> oh, that is good. Oh, um good. Us. Thank you. It's us. <laughs> the plot of us. What is the plot of us? A family. We're wanted to be in charge this week, so <laughs> knock yourself out. A family goes on vacation to a vacation home
2: in Santa Cruz. Santa Cruz. and Which is where the lead grew up. Santa it's, Cruz. Is oh! Adelaide? Adelaide. Adelaide. Yeah. Uh, or is it Red?
0: Mm, the mom is played by Lupita Nyong'o. The dad is played by Winston Duke. They are. And the children are two bright new discoveries. Mm. Oh, my God. So good. Uh. They have a home invasion from their doppelgangers, dressed in red jumpsuits with gold scissors, and
2: that's all I'll say. Shit goes down. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful thing. It's uh, it's relentless. Absolutely, it is totally relentless from the and first, Unapologetic. It, yeah,
1: it, it is so audacious. Just in that it it continues. It, it is it does that great it does the it does the improv thing in a good way which is that it just is continually yes-anding itself all yeah. the way to the end and mm-hmm. it never collapses under the weight of its own imagination yeah. in a way that is from a storytelling perspective thrilling and yeah. like forget the metaphor for a second just that he is daring to go in each of these directions
2: in it's all these so different tones bodily. yeah it's like very visceral a real, a real crunch movie mhm and it's it's almost shocking to watch these yeah. people like run after each other. I was in yeah. physical
1: and spiritual pain by the end of this movie. I had a
2: stomach ache the whole time. Yeah, yeah. I also the... ate a lot for dinner. I but... had a lot of popcorn <laughs> but... in the movies. So that didn't help. I, I happen. had a large dinner. I got my, my
1: pores were the size of that shocked girl's mouth oh, because of all oof. the popcorn and coffee I had during the movie. I
0: I got myself my usual medium popcorn. Mm-hmm. It was full by the end of the movie. I hadn't, I hadn't, touch hadn't it? touched Riveted. it. Well,
1: I ate most of mine during the trailers, and then, Hell yeah, I, I just do that. I, I, don't, I don't get popcorn unless I'm really hungry. Yeah. It's At your which meal. point, I don't like. I don't savor the experience of crunching during the film. Like, I, I, it's been a long time since I felt shame. But like, oh, I ate my seven dollar tub already. Like, and the movie <laughs> hasn't started. Like, great. Who cares? Get that out of the now, way. You, now you can enjoy but the movie. very, I very strategically had my remaining bites.
2: I don't like popcorn. We know Ben. I don't know if I've I've ever said that. Aren't you audacious? I just, I just don't get it. What What an imagination you have! What what an audacious
0: debut of an opinion. Yes. (laughs) Um, I want to talk about the opening scene because you know it's 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 surprising that it opens in you know 1986. The Hands Across America video. Yeah. Well, mm -hmm. that. Well, that. But then also just the whole just her Adelaide as a as a young girl just wandering. Mm. It's. Immediately, like immediately, I was like five stars. Like that whole (laughs) first sequence is I was like from the get go
2: five stars when we get to the opening credits scene. (laughs) Oh, that's I I just I was just big dumb uh, grin uh, on my face. Yes, when this I mean the fact
1: that he that he now. It's fun to watch a second Jordan Peele movie because we get an idea of what sort of, not just themes, but sort of like the visual tropes that will define his cinema mm-hmm. in the same way that like the Saul Bass uh, credit mm-hmm. scene. By the way, the Saul Bass credit scene in Cape Fear, extraordinary. Yes. Um, we should say what we're doing for homework after this. But, but oh, yeah. just like that that, that perfectly centered font in the red mm-hmm. and then like the, the the Gregorian evil chant in the mm-hmm. background, like, oh. And there's glorious. like the pullback of the rabbits, what does yep. this mean? At first I was like, Are they gonna be vets? <laughs> I'm like, are we gonna pull back and Lupita has like holding one up uh, like Simba and the Lion King just like to the sky and being like, Oh, she's got an infection.
2: Oh. And so what makes that opening sequence so brilliant is the way that all of the moments are called back in the oh, end Yes. in different context. Yeah. All of these asides of people that Adelaide is watching. Yes. You think it means one thing, and then you realize it means something else. Well,
1: after watching Get Out, which is one of the most perfectly plotted movies, I think, American movies of the last few years, just in that the plants are delivered right under your nose, and Mm -hmm. they pay off in such a satisfying way. And when you rewatch Get Out... The second time you watch Get Out, you realize just how beautiful the architecture of this thing is and how it is just spring-loaded to go from the first to the third act with all these little details that just seem like jokes or throwaway or just like, oh, he's got a fine observational eye. Mm -hmm. And then it ends up coming back in a way that is surprising. You know going into this movie that he's that type of storyteller. And so for me anyway, I'm like – Trying to shut my brain down because I'm like, oh, is that going to come back? Is that going to come back? Is that going to come back? And it, none of it comes back in the way that you think it's going to. Mm-hmm. He is, he is. I, I, remain deeply in awe of Peel's ability to control his stories and how to go the audience along with him, but also to uh, withhold and reveal information at points, uh, yeah, at, at, at points that are unsuspecting and that you cannot predict. Mm-hmm. Unpredictable, you could say. I would say <laughs> unpredictable. I, <laughs> I say predictable.
2: feel. Quite stupid for not knowing what the twist is.
1: I had an idea. I, I, I was like, do we think that they got switched? But then I quickly was like, no, that doesn't make any sense. And then the way that it's revealed is gutting.
0: I've heard from some people that they were like, I predicted the twist. Well, here's the thing. Even if you predict the twist. It's not about that. Doesn't make it. It's
1: not about that. Doesn't make
0: it. Oh, it's good. An- you predicted it. Good job. But. It's, it's not still it's a well, Brandon, brilliant. Then, Brandon, it's still a brilliant device. Like it's, it's still not about it's the twist. You can that it is, Brandon.
1: You can't fight with Kaya film Twitter. Don't you know they're just, smarter than every movie they see? I just did you not know that? I just you can't win.
0: I think a good place to start with this movie would be to discuss the discourse. I'm just kidding. No, I'm gonna say we <laughs> cannot discuss the discourse because I the can. discourse can die. Well, I, I <laughs> on this movie specifically. I will shut the fuck I just up. I will say
1: the same thing I said real quick so let's take just a second what I texted you guys last night which is like film twitter in 2017 Jordan Peele has such a remarkable boundless imagination let him do whatever he wants film twitter in 2019 lol sis, little extra over here yeah that that yeah. right there I just, it just showed there's no consistency no there's problem. no consistency in the discourse it jordan, drives me crazy
0: get out was jordan peele Teasing us with what he can do. Yeah. And us I think is him. Us it's is so a better expansive. movie. I don't
2: I'm know not, about I'm that, not, but I'm, I'm, I take the point. For the most part. I'm not
0: ready to go there, but I think I could get so there. It's so expansive. There are just... The expansiveness yeah. is impressive. And, and I, I think The, the scale s- of this the thing. The visual cream is storytelling is
2: a leap forward, I think. It is. And it's... He gave. He was given more freedom. Yeah. I, more money. More time. And every shot is just packed with so much. Yeah. That information. But that's true, and that,
1: that's and that's true that's, about f- Get Out too.
2: I think it's stronger here.
1: Right. That's, but but that's, but, that, but that quality is also present in Get Out. So I I only like, bring that up to say like I don't think that is a distinguishing mark unless you say your second one there, which is that it does it more so. Like what I like about Get Out, is how cloistered and tight it is. Like the economy of everything. And I'm like Get Out is like what ninety minutes. A little it's, longer, it's, but, but it's yeah. not very long. like. in this movie is a full two hours. Mm-hmm. Like he leaves it all on the field, in the way with Get Out, he it was just so tightly wound and yeah. controlled, and there wasn't a wasted shot in the thing. And there's mm-hmm. not a wasted shot in Us either. No, so I appreciate them for different reasons. But you do have I. You have to give Jordan Peele credit for leaving everything on the field, and it's all good. <laughs> like it's all brilliant.
2: I just think the the messiness is just the, an, an abundance the, of riches. The, the like the the classic cliche that you say about. If you turn off the sound, I don't yeah. think you would get Get Out necessarily, and I do think you would get Us.
1: I think that Get Out is very visually coded in a way that I think reads without sound, but I am not going to disagree with you about Us because I can, com- like I said, I am I am a big fan of how Jordan Peele is able to control his narratives mm-hmm. and push the viewer through them, and that... That quality has everything to do with his abilities as a visual storyteller. Mm-hmm. Like, the, like the opening of Get Out, for instance, like the that first virtuosic shot. Mm-hmm. You turn the sound off of that thing. You've got a young black guy on the phone, looking uneasy, looking like shifty and nervous. No, for and, sure. In a white, and a, we can we can co- we can see from the houses and the tree lined streets, like the, in a white neighborhood, the car approaching. Like the whole movie is told in that register to me. So. I think that it applies for both. By the way, I'm sure that like eventually I'm going to come down on the side of like us is a better movie. But I, I saw it yesterday, and Get Out has been sitting with me for two years now. Yeah. So like I just can't I can't just like jump into that. But I I love the film. I think it's the, virtually flawless.
0: The opening following young Adelaide mm-hmm. reminded me of the that opening scene with Lakeith Stanfield in Get Out, and Ben,
2: what you said every single shot.
0: Mm-hmm. Is gorgeous and just filled with. I was in awe from like. There the are first.
2: surprising doubles and there are surprising reflections, mm-hmm. and the whole movie is literally. I mean, the best. About that. I it's, think the best shot in the movie mm-hmm. is when Red is pushing Adelaide's face into the cracking mm-hmm. glass. Yeah, mm-hmm. and her literal reflection is shattering. Shattering. So yeah.
0: na- now let's get into when you cried because I want to tell you when I cried.
2: <laughs> I cried. I love crying. Let's talk about our tears. I cried when Lupita kills herself. Yes. I cried. Because Red starts whistling. And this is when you realize that they're, they've switched places. Mm-hmm. And Lupita is already... I mean, this is also a movie about nature versus nurture in a lot of ways. Mm. And... I don't know why I'm going down this tangent. This has nothing to do with it. It's a six hour episode. But, You've you know. got free reign. And plenty of time. Plenty of room. Like the whole thing at the end of the movie that makes, like, the, oh, it's the different one. It's the bad one. But is it? Because she's been exactly. this person the, the whole entire time. time. So she is who she is. No, so I, I can, the reality, I agree, And that's I what makes. agree it with that work. The no, reality is there's
0: no bad one. Right.
1: Right. Because there's another wrinkle to this, which is if you want to look at the Tethered as the villains of the movie, and we'll mm-hmm. talk about the class critique going on and how actually the tethered are like we should have watched
2: metropolis with this movie
1: like the tethered are like actually bernie sanders voters in a way (laughs) like um like by the end of it like your your allegiances should be about even between everybody yeah Yeah. but it's the idea just like talking about the swap and about who's the hero and who's the villain like red or adelaide um i think the nature versus nurture component is crucial to this Mm -hmm. idea of where your sympathies go and who and who Basically, the point I'm trying to make is that because Red comes from above, in theory, that still makes her one of the oppressors. Mm -hmm. But she was able to lead a revolution, which makes her a hero. And Adelaide managed to escape. So she pulled herself up by her bootstraps, so Mm -hmm. to speak, and then becomes damned along with all the people around her who are Mm -hmm. complacent and and turn a blind eye. Yeah.
2: Eat the rich. That's yeah. what this movie's is about. Yeah. Eat the rich.
1: Right. I mean, I I think that it's about eat the rich, but I also think that there is a culpa. Like I, the movie doesn't tell us. Like, well, the movie does tell us. Like, even the man, uh, the the man on the boardwalk, the beachcomber with the Jeremiah eleven eleven sign, mm-hmm. he gets murdered by his double two, too, mm-hmm. and he's not the rich. So yes, True. I think there's like a that that's a, tr- a serious component of it, but I think it is more about the complacency that everybody has mm. um, about. I mean i don't know it's like it's tricky because that guy would be one of the people that i personally would be turning a blind eye to which makes me culpable in their own oppression um i don't know it's just i think it's a little more complicated than just eat the rich i think it's dark i think it's complicated i think it's layered but <laughs> ultimate, like when when the kid picks up the geode mm-hmm. i had a big laugh because like that is just such a sign of you know, like being rich and it's like, let's just buy rocks. Let's pay $5,000 for a rock. You know know what I mean? Which ultimately becomes a blunt weapon. Like I thought that was so clever, that prop specifically.
0: And the look the sister gives him when she picks it up. I also Um, was like,
1: I have rocks. I'm I'm, I'm culpable. (laughs) I just
0: love that there are so many infinite layers of this movie that you could watch it completely surface level. Mm -hmm. And it's completely thrilling. It's a perfect tightly wound like, just horror comedy, and then there's the 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 layers upon layers of allegory, and like I feel like there's no right answer. There's so many no. different readings to yeah. this thing. I mean, and you it's can, just endless. You can
1: remove class from it completely if you want to. Yeah, and view it as just a metaphor for depression or trauma, which uh-huh. I don't think, which I don't believe is the over. I don't think that's what the movie is about. But that's the beauty of this type of storytelling is mm-hmm. that it becomes something of a Rorschach. You're able to not. Yeah, it is something of a Rorschach, which is. It is difficult to draw something that can have a multitude of interpretations, right? Um, so, anyway, I'm realizing that the, didn't the isn't like, the trailer a Rorschach? I'm, rea- I'm, I'm realizing that now, and it was also a Rorschach blot in the Get Out trailer. Oh, yeah. it is.
0: Yep. Wow. Um. So I cried
3: mm-hmm.
0: when Lupita Red does uh, her first monologue.
3: Mm.
0: I had the same. I know y'all didn't have the same reaction to that movie, to to uh, Hereditary, but I loved Hereditary. I know, but like <laughs> I, the visceral reaction I was having to Lupita's monologue was the same visceral reaction I was having to uh, Tony Collette's dinner scene. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought about Hereditary when I watched I this did movie. Too. This Just
2: is... in my emotional response to each of these movies, yeah, mm-hmm. and and so mine were pretty.
0: I felt, you know, more sad yeah. watching us. Like Hereditary was just purely visceral, but this was visceral and like deeply sad. Both,
1: I would say, both those movies are critiques of the American sense of order. And that Hereditary is getting at the idea of the nuclear family and how it actually becomes more uh, a crucible and a catalyst for repression, which turns into violence and hatred and like a simmering resentment rather than love. Like mm-hmm. it's chopping away at that idea, like that classic American ideal. And obviously, this one is getting at. More class issues and and about just the the idea of, I mean I would say like opportunity and a million other things. Um, but it's no mistake that like the the tethered live beneath like a carnival attraction mm-hmm. of American excessive opulence mm-hmm. like the and and chance. Right. Um, anyway, I didn't cry, but I was. I felt like I got, I got punched in the gut when Lupita yeah. kills herself. That was the moment that, that I was yeah. most emotionally affected by. And a movie that I was emotionally affected by essentially from start to finish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, that was the, the second time I and cried. And I had was, to drag but... myself to my car. <laughs> it's like, yeah. It was so good. I was so upset. <laughs> I mean, I was upset through my... It wasn't until the movie ended that I realized how upset I, it made me.
0: I was nervous that... And I couldn't sleep last night. Yeah. I, I, was, I was nervous that they weren't going to... That the, the, we got five on it. Mm-hmm. Song that like horrified version of it was only for the trailer. So then when it happened for mm-hmm. that final dance, killing herself scene, mm-hmm. I yeah. l- lost it. Yeah,
1: <laughs> this is how wide I, I am. died in in the trailer. The score is
0: amazing. Oh, absolutely.
1: Yeah. It's it's and it's <laughs> the bum, same person bum, who did bum. Get Out, right? So it's got to be the same I person. Think, who yeah. Out. yeah, I think so. So um, I think the score is incredible too, and it's that mixing of like the Gregorian chant and mm-hmm. just like. It's like Bernard Herrmann-esque, of course. It's very but, percussive, yes. which is
2: it's thrilling.
1: Yeah, um, and it's tightly wound and sharp and jagged, and and it feels like you're being stabbed yeah. with the scissors. Speaking of Bernard
2: Herrmann, mm-hmm. I was saying there are like I have nitpicks, mm-hmm. but it's like they're the same nitpicks I would have with Hitchcock, right? In that it's just it's well, a studio movie. But let's talk about. But something like I'm willing to forgive it. Something that's
1: important about Hitchcock is that when characters make up their mind to do something that seems illogical or just crazy to Mm -hmm. the audience, it is making sense on like a pure psychological dimension. Mm -hmm. On the idea that like people just do things that don't make sense. Yeah. And the fact that it's on the track of a narrative is what makes it thrilling. And so in that first scene of us, when she you know, and as soon as her parents, like, mm-hmm. part ways, she just uh, turns around and marches right out of there, yeah. mm-hmm. which makes no fucking sense in, in that it's dark, it's kind of scary already. Like, And what, nothing
2: provokes it.
1: That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Exactly. Well, what provokes it is psychological. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's the idea that, like, we need it spelled out to us in, like, a tight, canted angle, like, on her face that yeah. shows that she's upset that her parents are yeah. fighting. Like, no, not at all. Like, some things just happen mm-hmm. and they lead to darkness and, and also
2: is, kids just wander <laughs> yeah like course. like there's a totally logical I, I but i know
1: but no but when you find out that when, when it's when it's you, just when you it's find, a narrative. when you find out how mere, this is what i'm saying yeah. but it's like like pure psychosis like mm. on top of a narrative like when it's on a track that's what like that to me is so thrilling because yeah. it's not being spelled out to you you would like there is when you when you'd consider the elements of this film where, like, all of the doubles are underground doing these pale imitations uh-huh. of the same thing, it brings, like, fate into it. It brings, like, a psychological connection between the shadow self and the actual self, which is just, like, pure psychology. Uh-huh. Like, I'm not... And I'm not trying to sound, sound smart when I say pure psychology. I don't understand psychology, so I'm just saying. Like, the idea that it works on a dimension of... Just like in the brain Mm -hmm. and spiritually, and that they both end up in the same place together while they Mm -hmm. think that it's of their free will, that this idea of like that we're already on a track that we're unaware of, Mm -hmm. is fascinating to me. Yeah, and and that that is in Get Out too. Yeah, the the idea that like we are already—I'm not saying it's like predetermination. It's just the idea that because of our complicated psychologies, we are bound. (laughs) <laughs> we're bound to collide into each other a la crash. <laughs> um,
2: we are, oof. We're bound to our shadow people. Yes, yeah, there you our, go. Yeah. There Something go. calls them to each other yes. that night. Yes. Whatever and, it is. No, and yeah. we don't... I guess I'm just it doing a terrible
1: matter. job of explaining myself, but that's basically it. It doesn't matter. It just mm-hmm. happened. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. I mean... Oh,
2: God. Yeah. I just... <gasps> There's just so many readings of it. Like, it could be as simple as just like... I know, I i like, seen it again. I know. They, they played th- it at <laughs> work uh, on Friday at lunchtime, and I was I already had plans to go with Lauren that night, and I was like, okay, I could go because my boss is out today. Yeah. But what if I don't like it, and then I have to sit through it again tonight? But then no. seeing it again, I'm like, I should have gone. Yeah. You,
1: you couldn't have known. You couldn't have yeah, known. I yeah.
2: know. It was the safer bet to wait for the ticket I had already paid for. Yes. <laughs> Um, and I do want to see it again in the theater. Me too. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna, gonna try gonna, to go I'm to the wait a
1: week. I might wait a week and a half. Mm-hmm. I'd like to put some distance between it, but yes, me too.
2: It's yeah. um, I mean,
0: Jordan Peele said like this movie is about like we are our own worst enemies, and mm-hmm. it's like yeah, that's that's very simple reading. And you could get like political about it. You could get depression. class, depression, trauma. Oh my God! And and it's that about America. It's about America. Yeah, that line. I know some people don't like the line, but where well, it's because I, I, I that I think it's brilliant. I think that line is like that's just, the movie. I'm so that's torn movie.
1: between talking about why people are wrong and just talking about what I like about this movie. Mm-hmm. But it's like even the phrase "we're Americans" is so packed with uh, meaning. Mm-hmm. Like, but which by which I mean, you think about how often the phrase like we do this because we're Americans. It's like, mm-hmm. it's patriotic. It's proud. It's pessimistic. It just has this multitude of meanings. And that is so much about what Jordan Peele's surrealism is so good at is mm-hmm. recontextualization. That's just surrealism period. So the phrase we're Americans, mm-hmm. I can see people hearing that and being like, ah, there he goes again. He thinks he's making some great political statement, but yeah. he's not. He is just recontextualizing this ubiquitous phrase in our culture yeah. and twisting it in a way which is the meaning of which is not immediately apparent. Yeah. Yeah. And, and honestly have a laugh. It comes out, it, it appears to come out of nowhere. That's the thing of sur- surrealism has it's, an inherently comic element to it. Yeah. But the idea that like he's trying too hard yeah. is just ridiculous. No. Yeah, it's, it's utterly it's, ridiculous. I think it's stupid. Well, it's, just, sh- like, it, it's, 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 it's just a denial of the mode he's operating in. Mm-hmm.
0: I was very pleasantly surprised and, Absolutely in awe of the humor in yeah. this thing. Yeah, oh, it's hilarious. When that also reminded me of Hitchcock. Yes, it's always
2: in Hitchcock. Body, Hitchcock body, never stops being funny throughout the entire movie. The last, obviously, Unless the so last
1: shot of like, North yeah. by Northwest is like it, it is intercourse. It's yeah. a yeah. train going through its <laughs> hole. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as like it, it, those movies Yeah, those movies are very funny yeah. In body and in, in Peel's own type of humor, which is you know. Key and Peel. I mean that yeah. the reason that show works is mm-hmm. because it mixes like the deeply intellectual with the absurd. Mm-hmm. And, and and like and like a splash of the juvenile. Like there, there there there's something so funny about the name of Tim Heidecker's yacht being called Biatch, you know? And like mm-hmm. that that's like a dumb joke. Yeah. But it's really not. When like, there's other layers to it. Like the idea of like when you attain like a level of monetary success. The like the, the thought is that you somehow become more sophisticated, mm-hmm. but no, like we're all fucking idiots and, and you children. You should become Donald Trump. You, yeah, Donald Trump would. Don, well, Donald Trump probably wouldn't have a yacht called Biatch, but his Donald Trump Jr. would.
2: Yeah. I Tim
1: Heidecker it. is great in this movie. Okay. I did not know Tim was in this <laughs> until it popped up.
2: I want Elizabeth Moss to get an Oscar nomination. So
1: no. no, so I wanted to say I'm hoping that this <sighs> builds some goodwill for you going into <laughs> her smell, into her smell.
2: I mean, mm. I do think Elizabeth Moss is a genius, but I just don't want to see that movie. But <laughs> when she is putting on the the lipstick and smiling at herself in the Ooh. mirror, oh, I am in it. Yeah, oh. And when she's crawling across the floor. That, that, that scene is a broke shot. my it's a heart. Shot. Yeah, that's, it's... With oof. fuck the police playing in the background yeah. and good vibration. Ophelia, oh. call nine, call the call call police. The police. That, that's genius. It's genius, I agree. Ophelia. But, God, <laughs> I, Ophelia. I, I'm <laughs> Which is it's gr- fucking hilarious. I was just I was just
1: listening to an episode of Switchblade Sisters April Wolf's podcast because she was interviewing Andi Timoner who directed the Maplethorpe movie and I n- we do not know each other but we have crossed paths at a couple festivals and I did I interviewed her at the New York screening the New York Gay Film Festival screening of Queer Film Festival screening of uh, Maplethorpe so I wanted to listen to that episode and they were talking about Ex Machina and they were bringing up the point of how often our AI are coded with female names, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, like it, and it's just the, it's patriarchy and it's misogyny, all this stuff. And I think that's such a great, like that's such a great, um, to, 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 to to come. Yeah. It's a great detail. It's a, it's a
0: gag reveal when, uh, the robe guy, what's his name? Tim Heidecker. Tim Heidecker.
1: Of Tim and Eric fame. Yeah. Right.
0: Yeah. And, and he calls out to Ophelia for the first time and it's
2: hilarious. Yeah. um, and then she becomes. An that just reminded me something. I was watching something recently, and it said that the subway in New York, the like, the next stop is such and such, is a female voice, and the orders, like, stay away from the door, is is a male voice because that's who you. We're uh, fine obeying men. Mm-hmm. If if it was a female robot and voice want, telling us, you want the female to give you information to and, you, and you want the man Ugh. voice to give you orders. Yes. I don't remember what I was watching where they talked about that. I was that on High Maintenance? I feel like that's the only New york Okay, well, quick, york quick sidebar about High Maintenance. Thing. It took me a minute to remember what episode seven that you referenced was, and then I did, and I was like, oh, yeah.
1: It's stunning, the mm-hmm. Silas Howard-directed episode. I think, like, we, we, we have talked here on the mic, and there's discourse around, like, the idea that a... A piece of storytelling has to love its characters and it's almost like this I get very annoyed like at these broadsides on Twitter like making fun of people who think that storytelling has to be about loving your characters because of course that's not what it's about but the idea that a that 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 a storyteller could have affection for its characters and could tell a story with generosity is somehow uh, inferior mm-hmm. to like there'll be blood mm-hmm. is just bonkers mm-hmm. and put that aside just the mode of storytelling with generosity and love for characters and rich humanism, it just does not get any better than this last season of High Maintenance, in my opinion. That good. is the piece. Have you finished it yet? I have finished it.
3: Mm.
1: It's gorgeous. Can't wait to
0: get it. Get it? To watch it. To watch it. Once I it's get stunning. HBO. Mm-hmm.
1: It's like shortcuts if Altman was an optimist. <laughs> Oof. That's Interesting.
2: Mm. That's an interesting video essay. <laughs> <laughs> In that, this video essay, I will. An, my
1: name is Daniel Zerlensky, an uh, I have a series of film essays online. Mm. Oh, I think great. my on
0: YouTube. My biggest guffaw. Mm-hmm. Sorry, back to us. Please, back, back, to to us. Us. <laughs> back to us.
1: Back to us. Brandon is so selfish.
0: Thank you. Back to me. Um, when they are. Fighting, not fighting, but they're, like, competing over their kill count. Mm-hmm.
3: <laughs>
1: That's, like, a very video game joke. <laughs>
0: okay, well. <laughs> it is. Sue me.
1: It's also, it's, it, that joke's in Lord of the Rings, too. I thought it was cute. It
0: is. I'm not saying I didn't like it. I'm just saying. There's there's a lot of, and, oh, so th- when I was sort of clued into maybe that she was, I thought that maybe Lupita was becoming the evil, like, when she would do the guttural yeah, growling yeah. after killing, like, the yeah. white twin daughters. Oh my God. And I the, thought the point
2: was that, you know, we're all the same. Exactly. Which it is. Yes. It is. That's yes. also. But there's a just read. more to that. Well, right. that's how I was in The shadow it. cells yeah. are just
1: slightly uh, warped versions of the person themselves. Like, right. Especially you think about the the daughters of the Tim Heidegger and Elizabeth Moss characters. Mm-hmm. Like, they are carbon copies of that same snootiness, entitlement, mm-hmm. dead eye type thing. Like, everybody's doppelganger is. I mean, they're, they're a doppelganger. You know, like, it's just, it's just an accentuated version. It's just, like, they're their own worst qualities or whatever you want to call it.
2: I would like to now bring up the film Rat Film, which I don't think either of you have seen. Haven't Uh seen. But one of the major, like, set pieces in Rat Film is they talk about this experiment that was done with rats where you give a colony of rats every possible thing that they need to survive— and you only restrict how much physical space they have and they will eat each other alive and that is i think part of what this movie is getting at
1: yeah and i think you mentioned that on our best of episode a couple years ago mm-hmm. and it reminds me of a conversation in unfortunately paul haggis' show me a hero oh. but which is, which Ooh. is oh, i like show me hero i did too but that that great lecture of from the guy who's like talking about why housing has a direct social impact mm-hmm. on um, underrepresented populations and how it becomes a feeding frenzy, like a, a snake that eats its own tail. But it's not by nature; it's by it is by it is by white supremacist uh, architecture, yeah, essentially. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if
2: everyone in America had a house with a yard. A lot of problems would just go away. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If every single person.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> um, I'd like. Yeah, please. The moment when. You first, the first moment you realize, oh, this movie's expanding beyond what was shown in the trailer. Mm-hmm. When the, the beginning, <laughs> the, yeah, well, the, hand, the hands Actually, America the 1986. Yeah. yeah, that was okay. I yeah. lied. That's the, the first moment. They but don't this, really go
2: into that. There's anything period in the trailer? No, mm-hmm.
0: absolutely not. And then they don't go into. I mean, aside from that very quick clip of Elizabeth Not Moss with the scissors, but yeah. you don't they think don't they, they have a doppelganger, we have no right? Yeah. Um. So I thought that was exciting, and I think it's also hilarious that the white family gets like picked off, do do, in one quick like, yeah, I Yeah. Too. and the other, you know, ugh, it's so good, it's so good. But when it comes I to
1: complacency, that. it's not as if our main family is exempt, right? I mean, mm-hmm. I I mm-hmm. I love just the detail of Winston Duke's Howard uh, sweatshirt, mm-hmm. but then like they are coded as uh, like middle class white in so many other ways. Like, yeah, the desire to have a boat. Yeah, you
2: know, mm-hmm.
1: I thought that was, and they
2: have a summer house. Exactly. Yeah they, yeah. they have a summer house. Right.
1: Not not and, and by the way, n- not that that's something that exclusively belongs to middle-class white people. There no, are obviously but I read a, the I read a good essay stereotype. about this. No, I read a good essay about this, but just that um that by focusing on a middle-class black family in America, like Jordan Peele is just inherently upending uh a white audience's expectations or really probably a broader audience's expectations for how uh characters um like how archetypes work within mm-hmm. a film. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. Do we want to talk about awards?
1: I do. I think it's exciting. So I'll, I'll talk about awards, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's not going to get any.
2: <laughs> do you not think you so? You don't
1: think so? I think, I think you're going to see a push for Lupita Nyong'o. I think that you will see none of the same passion from the same people who are trying to get Tony Collette an Oscar nomination for Hereditary, just by the way. Like, I do not see those people being like, it's Lupita. Like, mm-hmm. no, that's not going to happen. And I wonder why. But I think that you will see a push for Lapita. I don't think this movie is going to get a screenplay nomination, even though it deserves it. I mean, the reason Get Out... Because Get Out had a... And I mean this with no shade or anything, but a tidier metaphor going on. Mm-hmm. And it's social... Obviously, when we're talking about haves and have-nots, Us is just as, quote-unquote, timely. Even though they're actually timeless issues. And mm-hmm. like the, this... In, in in American history and what it's commenting on. Because Get Out is operating in a mode that Academy members were more familiar with, it's a, it's a twist on guess who's coming to dinner. Mm-hmm. Whereas Us is just this like weird like that's, phantasmagoria that's of slasher film and home invasion and double like no, I don't think it so. might be I, would, too, I would love it would, it that. It might to be happen.
2: too I think much it, too ambitious. My joke it's about not, film Twitter
1: is how I think the Academy is gonna react to this movie.
2: I think it's not gonna get picture director, but I think it's going to get Fourish nominations. That
1: would be amazing.
2: I think I think it could hold on because I think, I think the the younger Academy members will go for it. It's
1: also making a ton of money. It's making yep.
2: so much money, and I think Jordan Peele is in the club, well, and so that means the movie gets recognized, even if it doesn't like if it doesn't hit the bank, I,
1: I hope that Jordan Peele is in the club. I, I, mm-hmm. when I was watching this movie, I had the thought that it could very, it could be very possible that Jordan Peele never gets another Oscar nomination again, because the Academy members are like, no, no, we like, we, we gave him one. Like, we, <laughs> yeah. we, we like what he's doing over here, but like, get out was transcendent. like everything else. Like, yeah, he's got a big imagination, but again, like lol, little extra sis. Mm-hmm. Like that's, I hope that I improve and wrong on that. Um, but I think, that, I think that this because this movie has such a multitude of interpretations um, and it doesn't give white liberals the opportunity to pat themselves on the back That's by saying, true. I get it, That's I get true. it, then I think that it's at a disadvantage. But I think that Lupita should be in the conversation. I mean, I think this should be in a conversation across the board, yeah. but I think that Lupita probably will do okay in, in, in a way. Yeah, I season.
0: think but, she could be looking at her second oscar nom i think i hope so i mean it's It'd like be amazing. this yeah. is the academy
2: that just
1: gave green book best picture <laughs> like
0: i know yeah it's, it's, em- it's hard to talk about Lupita's
1: career
2: is an embarrassment for hollywood
1: yeah, let's talk about that not I, I completely, for her no i completely agree let's, let's no, because
2: pull up her imd she's amazing
1: in the jungle book and star wars
2: <laughs> she's it, never been bad no <laughs> like, like, she's never been bad but it's like put her on screen us is the first like Fully
1: human character we've seen Lupita Nyong'o play since yeah, 12 years of Yeah, life. like Not including the when she played a flight attendant in Non-Stop. This is
0: her first lead role. Isn't she the lead in Queen of Cotway? No. No. Oh, she's, she's not? She's supporting. Oh, I never saw her. This is her only... Queen
1: of Queen Cotway role. is a good movie.
2: It is? I'm ashamed I didn't see it. She's in
1: another <laughs> 2019
2: <laughs> movie that will be her second lead role. But she's in... She has no lead roles. But let's and say... I think it's embarrassing. I, I,
1: I will... It said, like, Queen of Katwe is, like, a Disney movie pitched at children and adults to make themselves feel good. Like, mm-hmm. it, it's not, It's not like, The Rookie, but, like, it does exist in that quadrant, even though it, it isn't, didn't... Who directed that movie? Mira I Nair? Remember. I don't remember. Is it really? It was someone Big? with a name. Oh. Yes, Mira Nair directed that Yeah. Movie. But it's, like the word Disney is written above Queen of Katwe. Like it's rated PG. Like Mm -hmm. this is the first, and and actually her character in Queen of Katwe is super complicated. Like she's a mother who is having a tough time with the fact that her daughter is given hopes of being a chess prodigy when their, their own socioeconomic position, uh, it it, it would be smarter to not try than be disappointed. Um, but this is the like this is the first time she's played like an adult in an unsanitized like just, like in, in, mm-hmm. in, first time she's in a grown-up movie it's, it's just
2: crazy like you can she's someone that you would like think of all of her famous roles and be like there are probably a dozen that I'm not thinking of and then you look at their credits and credits and you're like those are the only movies she's been in in the past five years and why? She should just Why are people not giving her roles? She was great she's on Two Dope Queens.
1: If you guys have seen that episode from the new season, yes, she's have. really great <laughs> in have. the in the braiding competition. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, let's keep talking about Lupita outside of outside of awards and, and whatever. But the, the the let's talk about the creation of two distinct roles here because I think that she's so engaging as Adelaide. But then, like even even if she wasn't playing Red, I would be really struck by the conviction, the terror. Um, the uncertainty that she's expressing—it's mm-hmm. very fa- subtle. It's very subtle. The trauma, but it's like she 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 is laying track in her performance so that when she is sitting across from Red and she mm-hmm. is like crying and it's a you know it's the new Jordan it's the Jordan Peele close up now.
0: Yep. Um, what she does with the Red character mm-hmm. is—I mean, this will go. I think it will go down as like one of the great horror performances. There's.
2: It's such shocking. It's shocking. The crispness to mm-hmm. her physical motion. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's such control in what she's doing. What's going on? Is that the
1: tethered screech. Yeah, like there down was screeching. Oh.
2: I mean, all of them.
0: All of them. They're performing as their tethered versions. Like Winston Duke, what he's doing is is scary. Yeah. He doesn't even look but, the same. Yeah, yeah. Like, he looks
2: like a different person.
0: Yeah, all of them do. The uh, I gotta pull up the the young actors' names. I
1: but I agree that the precision is part of what is so unsettling about mm-hmm. the red mm-hmm. performance mm-hmm. she
2: she. She has the discipline of a dancer. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, she has the discipline of like a Yale trained actor or yeah,
2: wherever she too. went to school.
0: Shahadi Wright Joseph plays the daughter, and Evan Alex plays the son.
1: And then, of course, the young Adelaide performance is super.
2: That's good. Oh yeah, it's I'm good. smiling into the microphone. That's a visual joke that visual no one will Visual medium get. here. Um, just the way that Lupita starts slowly bringing the more shadow elements into the Adelaide performance. Yep. Mm-hmm. The growling. Uh-huh. And the way that it culminates in when she kills Red and she's like growling and hooting and it's
1: terrifying
2: it is terrifying and upsetting the smile Mm -hmm. that creeps across
0: adelaide's face when the sun's looking at her in Mm -hmm. the in the truck Mm -hmm. the the last the last last shot shot. almost
1: almost the last shot of the movie oh until
0: the sweet do we pull out yeah yeah oh my god he yeah uh
1: which just makes me wonder if we should talk about how clever the hands across America uh, That's where I was yeah, going to go. Yeah, can we go there? Yeah, I would love to. Well, just the idea that Hands Across America existed to eradicate homelessness mm-hmm. and then half of the money raised ended up getting scraped off the top in order to pay for it and like the people whose idea it was to make everybody feel better, like uh-huh. so it didn't actually accomplish the thing that it was supposed to accomplish, but everybody felt really good about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like the dual element of that and that I, I fully believe that the tethered lose at the end of this movie they reach their hands across America but they haven't eradicated everybody those helicopters signal that it's like in you know in, in, in not in like The Walking Dead but like in a lot of zombie movies where like eventually the humans are able to outsmart the zombies by using like governmental forces mm-hmm. which again works here like the yeah. just the idea of like governmental oppression like systemic built from the ground up systemic oppression like I fully believe that like a week later most of them are axed like they'll probably drop a bomb on them yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean but so so it's both like the idea that like what they emulated ended up falling prey to the same sort of short sightedness. But then also actually that, that that's like the B point. The A point is like it just points at the way that we constantly pat ourselves on the back for doing for, for thinking that we've done because we gave twenty seven dollars to Bernie Sanders. We feel like we have solved systemic inequality in America, and then we drive past the person who is panhandling at the Melrose exit off the one hundred and one. Not to get too regional. And you have 50 cents, but you don't want to go to the trouble of rolling down your window. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. Like, that That to me is just so damning and so clever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's really clever.
0: Yeah. Just uh, all the visuals in this.
1: <laughs> I've been seeing all these <laughs> motifs of people holding hands over the past oh. day. Like, I was hanging out with my aunts and uncles yesterday because my family is in town, and they have, like a wreath of hands that my seven year old cousin like cut out Mm. of construction paper. And Mm -hmm. then like, just like red, just like red. And then, and then then, like a clay pot where that's like made of people like holding hands around it. And then by Ben's house, there's like a kindergarten or whatever up there that Mm -hmm. has like the two hands conjoined, like as Mm -hmm. the, and so it's just like the, like what, and again, this is what Jordan Peele did with the teacup and get Mm -hmm. out to turn it into this insidious object of white, which is now
2: the monkey paw logo. Yes. I love that. Did, Did your audience clap?
1: Uh, mine didn't, but it's a good logo Mind of white clapped. supremacy. It's the same. It, he does the same thing here, N- not that it means the same thing, but he does the same recontextualization here with mm-hmm. the idea like, of hands holding. Yeah, it's, it's now it's, it's now it's, viewed it's, as this. It's, sinister. It's menacing mm-hmm. and it's also ineffective. Yeah, it's meaningless. Mm-hmm. It's menacing
2: and, me- and meaningless. I loved the way the the newscaster talks about they are they are holding hands in some kind of protest, mm-hmm. and yeah. it's just like it's so banal that the way that it is spoken of, and I feel that way about things that happen in our lives. Yeah,
0: that that news scene, yeah,
2: very. And that, like, when you read about revolutions of yore in history class, they seem like such seismic things, and to watch them unfold in real time on 24-hour news... Well,
1: viewed as an inconvenience.
2: ...really... Minimum minimizes yeah anything any oppressed person is trying to do. Well, it's it's just even if it's being celebrated, the, the constant mm-hmm.
1: state of normalization. Mm-hmm. You might call it hypernormalization. Oh, which oh, is an ag- That three-hour tar- documentary. Yeah, exactly. No, but hyper. I haven't seen the documentary, but isn't that basically what it's about? Yeah, it's just like it the, is the, like the gradual reacclamation to things that should not be happening. Mm-hmm. And how it's it's, constantly happening. It's this desire to rationalize. It's a desire to eradicate fear in the mind.
2: Specifically, it's about that in relation to why haven't we prosecuted Syria, period. Yeah. (laughs) Just for 40 years, Syria has been the bad guy, and we go after every other country. Mm -hmm. That's what that movie's about. Yeah. Specifically.
1: I agree with that. Mm -hmm. Having not seen it, but yes.
2: (laughs) And like... Syria funds these people and these people and these people. And we go after Iraq and Iran and Afghanistan who are only tangentially involved. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that's not what this movie's about. You guys, should we? But it might be. Could should be. We, should we shift
0: gears or we there more to say? I mean, there's so much more to there's say. So yeah. much we much haven't more to even scratched the surface. We haven't even talked
2: about Winston Duke very wet. Or, in, or, in, or bed. in bed, in bed Winston like Duke. shimmying his thighs. Oh, that, in his is, that got a real so, laugh. He's yeah. so
1: funny in this movie. It's he's hilarious. hilarious. So hot. He's very
0: hot. He's hilarious. And, and he was hot. hilarious
1: in Black Panther too. Sure
0: was. Yeah, love him. He's a real hot. Oh, they're bo- they They're both real, in Black Panther. He's a
2: genuine hot. I he's thought a, about that too. He's a real proper hot.
0: <laughs> mm. That's why on the front page of INBB, there's a giant grid of how all the people in us were somehow also in the, in the Marvel universe. Oh,
1: well, that's great. just That's the kind of hard-hitting news I look forward to at <laughs> like the morning when I wake up. At the front page Thank of you, IMDb. IMDB.
0: Hello. Who else?
1: Well, Tim Heidecker famously played Ant-Man. <laughs> oh, that's not true. <laughs> that's, that <laughs> well, yeah, because
0: now I'm thinking, isn't it just Winston Duke and Lupita Nyong'o that were in Black in Panther? In the same movie. But Brandon,
2: we
1: gotta get those sweet clicks. <laughs>
0: the sweet, yeah. sweet clicks, Gotta baby. get those Marvel fans lit. Um... Oh, there's so much more to say. The dance scene at the end
2: destroys my soul. Mm-hmm. It's very just. Sand. Just uh, it's all. It's sad. When it's Red she... says, "And to think, without you, I never would have danced at all." Mm-hmm. That's a, mm-hmm. that. I've thought of that every every day, which is now two since I've seen <laughs> it, because <laughs> she was born with free will, mm-hmm. and but she could only dance because she was tethered to someone who kidnapped her, yep. basically. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's very dark. And it's just, very dark, and, yeah. and it's layered,
1: and it's complicated, mm-hmm. and just like the, the, the image of of the again, who, who is the real Adelaide and what's the shadow Adelaide? But being handcuffed to the bed in her ha- Hands Across mm-hmm. America T-shirt mm-hmm. is deeply unsettling. Mm-hmm. Um, but the idea that the character we've been following the entire time is the perpetrator of this act—it's not necessarily damning. Like no. it, it's the idea that we all. And this is this is where it's it, it is about haves and have nots, but it can also just be about like the shadow self and the self, how they work in tandem and they perpetrate evil and goodness across each other in a way that ultimately you can't damn that. I mean, unless like unless you've done despicable things. Um, obviously. But it, it's a it's a comp- it's just a core component to being a human. Mm-hmm. I agree. And oh god, we haven't even talked about
0: just like the handling of just the horror, like, the shots. Yeah. Like, I think of the car scene where the the girl goes, like, up on top and then the camera goes down to see that she's under or yeah. whatever. Just, well, I think it's because all we're, we're all the...
1: responding to, like, what happens after that, where Lapita gets out of the car and yeah. then walks to and see that the daughter that she never had, but yeah. who is sort of her That's daughter in another powerful. way, is, has been mangled in a tree, and mm-hmm. she chooses not to execute her. Yeah, yeah she just...
0: Because she yeah shushes, and she watches, watches her die. Yeah, it's deeply sad. It's, it's affecting.
2: It's very rough. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's rich and meaningful. And yeah,
0: I mean it's gonna take a second. But
2: why would she get out of the car? It makes no sense. Who
1: would who would get out of the car?
2: It's a horror movie. Are people saying that?
1: I'm just like, well yeah, the girl's behind me dead in the movie. Oh, shut who, up. Yeah, who I I'm not gonna talk about them on the podcast, but like. I'll tell you guys off mic about these girls who are sitting behind
2: well, me. Well, she clearly this. gets out of the car to kill her. Yeah. Like, it's, like, these aren't even unanswerable questions. And, <laughs> and, and
0: the characters in the movie comment on, like Winston Duke literally says, like, oh, there she goes. She's, she's out of the car. Mm-hmm. We're like, where is she going? Like the,
1: the reason that I think this movie, again, I just don't want to talk about a discourse that I think is fundamentally misunderstanding the movie because it refuses to engage with it. But just like the idea that because something doesn't make logical sense in a movie, by clocking that, you are somehow some sort of genius critic who sees this for what it really is. Oh, it's underthought out. It's underbaked. They really didn't think that through. Needed another round. It's like sometimes people do things because they do things. And obviously, that is not like a blanket, uh, that is not me giving like a blanket permission to all movies to not try and found their characters' actions in reality. But what, are, what the hell are you looking for in this yeah. type of, like, surreal cerebral horror? Like- also,
0: people notoriously make stupid decisions in horror movies, and being a I horror movie— I make stupid movie,
1: decisions every day! And
0: being yeah. a horror movie, the characters in this movie are acting very intelligently. Yeah. They are constantly trying to call the police. Mm-hmm. How many times do you see that in a horror movie? No one's calling the police. Yeah. They are constantly trying to get the cops on the phone to, like, intervene, like— you know with the you know, people in the driveway mm-hmm. uh, they they're very smart and that's why they survive and that's you know well
1: I read an interesting thing uh, last night when I couldn't sleep because I was consumed with thoughts about this movie so I just read a bunch of pieces uh, and I will call one out later um, that I liked at the end um, but just the detail of the the confidence and like casual nature which these character these black characters call the police when you contrast that with the handling of the like what the police represent in get out mm-hmm. how that's that 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 becomes baked even more into the class element here and and how um and how these characters have sort of become comfortable with oppression all around them because yeah. they have quote unquote like transcended it in a way, even though obviously they will still fall prey to the same source of discrimination as other you know as mm-hmm. as other black people do. It's just this idea of like once you make it to a certain level in America, you don't have to care about people who you have common problems with, yeah, and that goes beyond just like you know affluent African-Americans. It has everything, it has everything to do with race. and has nothing to do with race. It has more to do with class. Mm-hmm. Um, but you, you see what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. But I thought that was a really interesting point. And also um, just to show how white I am in the trailer, when Lupita is like teaching her son to like snap on the beat, I was like, Oh, how cool is that? Like, you never see that in movies. Mm-hmm. And then like you watching again, you realize she's snapping on the wrong beats. Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> I saw that trailer like 10 times and I never once like, I'm like, Oh, what, interesting. Like, Oh, I didn't know about that. I'm yeah. like, Oh wow. And then like, I see it this time. I'm like, Oh no, it's like you, like I just felt extremely white. She's <laughs> and just, in my realizing of that,
0: she's like snapping to like the, the fast tempo. She's not like, yeah, she's, she's like, <laughs>
2: Um, Back to what you were saying about critics. Not to jump back to the discourse, but i just like to...
1: We've hit an hour. We can talk about the discourse. I just
2: want to bring up my favorite Ann Thompson read, which is, well, most critics only know how to critique the screenplay. Mm -hmm. And it's true, TBH. Some are better than that, but a lot just are like, this is illogical. I don't understand the writing. I would have voted for... I would have reviewed Get Out a second time if I could. Mm Mm-hmm. And they are just looking for like narrative clarity in screenwriting. That that's what a lot of critics are looking for. I just think well, this is what happens when we don't actually hold our critics to a standard
1: of understanding film as a medium. Just the idea of what 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 sort of the the savviest quip you can come up with. Mm-hmm. You know how how can you most easily poke holes in something? Oh, and you can do it with a little uh, twist of prose, mm-hmm. or you can use a funny adjective, or 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 draw a. Uh, a a metaphor that's going to make someone chuckle when they read it Uh or, or or like you're able to sound bitchy in a way that sounds authoritative. We prioritize these things over actual knowledge of how uh, films work Uh and criticism, which is not, which is not me saying like, I want to be a film critic. Like, no, I don't possess that either. But like, it's just maddening. It it is. is. The reason why the discourse gets dumber is because, because of everything I just said,
0: Not once did I think these characters were acting stupidly. Neither did I. When they're they're sitting at the table after having slain the other family's shadow people, and they're sitting there and, like, collecting themselves. They just murdered and surviving. And, like, them sitting there felt honest to me. Like, yeah. them And and when, when the girl just goes to eat a snack, like... Yeah it's, yeah, it's not once that I think these, this I believed it. I did too. I will say, yeah. I'm, not, I'm
1: not saying that critics have to go to film school because that becomes a question of access. It's just about like looking beyond the,
2: the surface. It would be nice if they've seen a movie before. That's all
1: I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. I'm not trying to say, I'm. I, we can talk about what Brandon said, but like I'm not being an elitist. It's just like you should understand how a movie works. Mm-hmm. And you can understand that by watching a movie. Anyway, yes, Brandon, I agree. I like just just the like the. the I want to move on. <laughs> no, just, no, no, but I, I I agree with the point. Just like the the normalization of that type of stuff, but then also like the reckoning with what you've just done.
0: Yeah, I just I don't. I, They're not
1: woohoo uh, moments necessarily.
0: Uh, as you a, just need to catch their fucking breath. Yeah, yeah. as as a more, um, I think it is a more conventional, straightforward horror. Not straightforward, but in terms of survival, it's more uh, horror movie than get out in that sense and just people surviving mm-hmm. and I believed like their reactions to what they were going through I do too yeah I just think he really no I don't know he's a good horror movie like, maker. Now, never
2: I, not with this movie yeah, I, I, yeah. Will,
0: I will like what you said about get out like you're with Jordan Peele he could lead you into traffic and you'd follow him exactly yep
1: I will say just because you bring up the ending of Get Out, which is much more breathless in that he doesn't have time to catch his breath. Right. I think you can look at like both the normalization or just just the oh we've just like killed a lot of doppelgangers. Let's just chill out for a second because mm-hmm. I can't go run to the car. My body is exhausted mm-hmm. and my brain is scrambled by what I've just seen. I have to sit down. And they're
2: gonna be, they're safe for ten minutes. Exactly. Right. They at have this a point. Yeah. No, of course. On the, on, on the same
1: level in Get Out, I love how the third act of that movie ramps into just like. Slash, like, gotta I'm, go oh, Chris just has to like murder one after another because he is not in a place where he has a moment to catch yeah. his breath like in order to survive it has to turn into an execution style rampage mm-hmm. through the house which is what yeah.
2: they have just done through the house right, right. Yes. in us the, right. Da- the daughter like goes after somebody. yeah She's they like, don't rest until they're all dead right. or seemingly ah, of course but they're, like they're
1: not behind enemy lines in the same way that Chris right. is and Get Out
2: I like when the daughter's
0: like well I killed the twins and Lupita's like no, actually, I had I, to, I had to finish the I one off. To,
2: I have to kill the other one.
0: <laughs> ah, how funny is this movie? I know. It's good. a comedy. Good My good favorite
2: joke is when is that scene where they're sitting around watching the news and then pull out and the dead daughter it's is right on, there on the that, glass table. That visual it's reveal, hilarious! It's hilarious. Okay, it is. Let's so, move on to homework. Oh, I never. Yeah, because you got a, You got a
0: dinner to go to. I mean, I still have fifty minutes before I have to leave. Our homework was slash is um, Straw Dogs, the original nineteen seventy one, Sam Peckinpah, and, uh, Peckinpah, and Peckinpah,
1: Peck of Pickle Peppers, Pack
0: a Pickle Pepper Paws, and Spartan Scorsese's remake of Cape Fear, starring Robert De Niro, another p-
2: and <laughs> Jessica Lange, and Jessica, Jessica Lange. Lange, Nick Nolte, with a shortcut, Louis smoking and drawing, <laughs> and Will.
0: Talk about that. Matt Mitchum
1: and Gregory. <laughs>
0: Okay, homework.
2: Ben, let's start with you and talk about Cape Fear. Go. Cape Fear is a movie about male impotence, among other things. Yeah. But that's where I would like to start. Great. It's a movie about a woman who wants to get fucked, and her husband is too busy with work, and they do like fool around. Are you, talking really. Are you talking about Straw Dogs? talking about Cape Fear. Very it's true. similar. <laughs> they have a very similar setup in that way. Only Straw Dogs doesn't then expand that it's also about the world, America, mm-hmm. but. Um, We see. Do we start in prison? We start with mm. a very chilling
1: Saul Bass. Yes. Uh, <laughs> credit sequence mm-hmm. with where the water ripples and the hawk flies above, mm-hmm. and then like the double negative mm-hmm. of his eyes. Uh, oh, it uh, starts
0: on Juliet Lewis's eyes, right? Or she, his she, that eyes? She's doing
1: almost like a Terrence Malick, uh, like Badlands esque, like, this is how we
2: got to where we were. Yeah, going. that's right. She's writing her... uh, Her report on what I did this summer. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I love that that's... The framing of the yeah, movie is what her I did little this her little diary or I find homework. the
1: last shot of this movie deeply disturbing. Just like Something. remind me, on, it's on Juliette Lewis's face, and then it does the double negative, and then I believe we get Max Cady's eyes on top of her, or even mm. even if we don't actually get those on top, it recalls that yeah. and how yeah. like he will always be with them. Just like America cannot escape the sense of its past, no matter yeah. how much it tries to glide over it with a parade or the idea of the nuclear family mm-hmm. or the idea of Law and Order like I I tweeted this but I I actually would like to write an essay about this but I won't cuz I don't write essays and I don't have time to write essays but I think it's fascinating that Scorsese and the Coen brothers remake two genre staples of like the very end of the pre-Hollywood new wave studio system so Cape Fear and True True Grid mm-hmm. and then what they do with and these are movies that are just like Cape Fear the original is pretty disturbing but just like somewhat palatable like not necessarily benign but like they're classics and because yeah. they're classics we stop like most audiences, like stop interrogating them because it's like, oh, it's Robert Mitchum. Oh, it's John Wayne. Like mm-hmm. you get comfortable with it, and then they turn them into stories about how the American sense of law and order um, is an illusion and easily bendable, mm-hmm. which I think is fascinating. Um, I mean, they're just like the idea. I put this in my letterbox log, but just like the idea of um, the mythmaking of American exceptionalism in Cape Fear. Mm-hmm. So, let's talk about like we can talk about the idea of nuclear family. The idea of justice law and order the idea of um well let's start there so i'm so fascinated by the attention scorsese pays to the july 4th parade and the people on the floats dressed in like the white powdered wigs and the george washington blue revolutionary coat mm-hmm. and it's like these i the, we, we 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 talk about american history as if it's not populated by men like mm-hmm. as if it's not populated by people like they become heroes they become they, they 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 become myths. They be, they become these Hercules or these uh, these figures that live on Mount Olympus who mm-hmm. did no wrong and always worked swiftly in form of justice. When in fact they were just people. And through mm-hmm. the worldview of Cape Fear, people are deeply hypocritical. People are deeply violent. And because the film takes place in the South, there's also this recurring element just of racism decisions. and the original sin of America, slavery. And how uh, I mean, it's very telling that when Max Katie, no spoilers, but spoilers, when Max Katie if you haven't seen Cape Fear stop listening, but when Max Cady drowns at the end and he drowns while speaking tongues going mm, down. Yeah. And we probably think, I mean, just like the idea of the South rising again mm-hmm. and, and, and what that type of like, uh, that, I, that, that type of like ecstatic Christianity or whatever, whatever it's called, um, can never fully like, like it's, the, the idea, of, like the South will rise again and it ends with him like sinking into the water. Mm-hmm. I think is just like, just like the, 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 the Both the, both the idea that like we, there's this like insurgent bigotry and racism and like nasty, violent side of America that we, that we just like in us, we get used to this idea of like the invisible people like stay out of our lane, um, but we don't actually deal with it. And so Max Cady rises to power and he also represents just like the sins of the past through our main character, Nick Nolte, because it's unresolved and unexamined and rather than actually deal with it we just move past thing it's never going to come back eventually it's going to come back and kill uh, everyone and everything we know the past is the past not is not the past, past. <laughs> and then eventually you know you're just gonna be john dealman just trying to do your work you're pulling a late night shift and then all of a sudden robert de niro yeah. kills you and puts on your hair
3: us
0: is literally john dealman Everyone's getting stabbed the scissors. Oh my, oh my god. god! Right.
1: <laughs> oh my god. That's so true.
2: Red is John deal Wow, yeah, she <laughs> is. Right. She's doing the work. Um, <laughs> Thank you. She's doing the work. I'm doing work. She's <laughs> doing work in uh, True Scorsese fashion. The movie asks you to, uh, like, behold Max Katie in a sort of awe-inspiring way and he's like he's sexually virile he's fit and he wears flashy underpants <laughs> he's charismatic <laughs> he's and <funny>. charismatic <laughs> and mm-hmm. you are drawn to him he it loves to laugh yeah he loves to laugh he's funny he is funny and it's he's fun. very smart he's a very smart man mm-hmm. and he taught himself law in the clink <laughs> On the inside. <laughs> good for him. Yeah.
1: <laughs> he learned he really to read. He made a man of himself, didn't he? He learned to read.
2: Clink, clink, bitch. Keep Sorry. Well, that's funny. Nothing. The clink. Uh, in The clink. He's in the clink. And then... Ah!
1: Clink. It
2: that's asks you, you... And you look at uh, Nick Nolte as a wimp. Mm-hmm. And impotent. Yeah, he's impotent, and he's made this... You're, you are sympathetic to the fact that he didn't do his job to defend Max Katie 14 years ago or whatever, and you're like, okay, maybe he made the right moral choice, but that's not his job in that right. particular is case. Why he, in that that, moment. That's why he's
1: not a public defender anymore. Yeah.
2: And it just... It throws everything into a gray area, even if, obviously, Max Katie is the villain, there is just... It's everything is just a little bit grayer than it is in the original Cape Fear, for sure. Definitely. Cape Fear, the original, is very much, there's just this menacing man, and I did the right thing, and I, I'm Gregory Peck, and <laughs> I, I put Robert Mitchum away. So I want to talk about, quickly, mm-hmm. just to bolster
1: my theory, but you bring up Gregory Peck. The casting of Gregory Peck as Katie's defense attorney Is exactly what I'm talking about in terms of the breaking down of the myths Mm -hmm. of American. I won't say exceptionalism again, but just the idea that justice and law and order always shine through and win the day over evil forces, mm-hmm. specifically like racism, uh, which I bring up because Gregory Peck's most iconic role is, of course, Atticus Finch in *To Kill a Mockingbird*. Also, and of course, there's a, he played the original lead of *Cape Fear*, so that's there too. Mm-hmm. But like when you think of Atticus Finch, when you think of Gregory Peck, you think of Atticus Finch, which is just like the shining example of everything that the American justice system should be. Even when you know you're going to lose, you fight for it and you do right by your client but you ultimately serve like an even higher set of values and mm-hmm. ideals and then to cast him as just like this flimflam like shady guy yeah. who who's the best in the business because he'll do whatever it takes to win is so damning of the american justice system specifically mm-hmm. because it recalls atticus finch yeah. even though of course he also casts bob mitchum uh, hollywood's favorite stoner as the uh, police chief, and Mitchum played Max Cady in the original. So is also engaging in film history just by bringing back the two leads. He's in the laughing at us.
2: Yes. Martin Scorsese's back there laughing at no, us. He's having a big old laugh. Just like Max Cady in the movie theater. Chomping <laughs> <laughs> on that's, the cigar. That's ben going to see us. <laughs> that, that was me. <laughs> just it was, guffawing yeah. at the movie. But, the other, but, but mm.
1: uh, to respond to what you actually said and not just fill out what I'm saying, um, this gray area that Scorsese revels in is exactly why you not to talk about the discourse again. But again, like the worst way to win an argument is just like attack your enemy without putting anything forward. But I am putting something forward here, which is that people got upset by the Wolf of Wall Street mm-hmm. because said, he's so look at it! Scorsese's celebrating this. Mm-hmm. He should be damning this, and by showing it as like the spectacle that it is, he is damning it by showing how intoxicating it is mm-hmm. and how fun it must be to be there. That is him. Like it would be unrealistic, like to portray someone as smart as Max Katie as just like an out and out louse. Yeah, you know, like by 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 investigating like these contradictions, and and you're actually it, it's it's a much more honest and moralistic portrayal in my opinion than being black and white.
2: Yeah, I love that. He's smart enough to actually to not actually break the law. Exactly. I mean, except in other aspects. When he bites Ileana Douglas's cheek off. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, but I'd like to talk
1: about that for two years. Ileana Douglas is totally outstanding. Good
2: yeah. Back when she was Marty's girlfriend. Ileana Douglas really.
1: really wow. Douglas really never got what she deserved from Hollywood. I mean, she's she's you know she's Hollywood uh, royalty, and that like she's part of the Douglas family. Like her grandfather's an Oscar. Melvin Douglas is an Oscar winner, and now she works for TCM, and she's. You know, she, she was there for, like... She, she has been an active participant in Hollywood history yeah. her entire life. So I don't want to make it sound like Ileana Douglas, like, got kicked out of Tinseltown. But in To Die For, she should have gotten an Oscar nomination. Mm-hmm. She's... Here's a hot take. Better than Kidman in To Die For. Yes. I knew you would agree with that because you don't like the Kidman performance. As much as I do, as much as yeah. I do. But she is so good here. And also, um, I think that Scorsese did a great job of, and again, this isn't about being prescient. It's not about being timely because these issues are timeless, but how Katie knew that Ileana Douglas's character was never going to go to the police about the rape Mm -hmm. because she was humiliated by it. She didn't want to, she didn't want to then be threatened again. Like didn't want to have the specter of him retaliating over Mm -hmm. her shoulder or overhead. And she also didn't want her colleagues to know that she had quote unquote allowed herself to get in this situation. She's blaming herself and, like, isn't this exactly the conversation that we're having right now in terms mm-hmm. of victims coming out to speak against the people who have committed atrocities against them? Like, mm-hmm. it's just, it, it's wrinkles like that in this movie that I really respond to. And especially when it comes to the idea of justice being served in America. Like, Scorsese—like, you can just, like, see people, like, on Twitter being, like, leveling that same Spielberg complaint. Like, Scorsese, like, never has female protagonists. Scorsese is a misogynist. It's like... Mm-hmm because his characters are bad people. Like that's like the easy take. Like mm-hmm. you can't watch these movies because there's violence against women in them. And of course, if you don't want to watch, if that's a trigger for you and you don't want to watch those movies, don't watch those movies. But the idea that depiction is endorsement mm-hmm. is so short-sighted and I'll just say short-sighted. And when you see a critique, a, a critique like this, that Scorsese is putting into it, like it's a, just a, it is a very holistic, inclusive, uh, indictment of the American justice system. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not just about like Nick Nolte and Robert De Niro, like in a tete-a-tete about who's right and who's wrong. Like right. no, he, it is very, it is holistic, and he is, in, he is bringing in gender, he's bringing in race, he's bringing in class, in a way that I just find hugely compelling. And it's not surprising because Martin Scorsese is a genius. Mm-hmm. This has been my TED talk. Thank
2: you. Yes. What do you think of it? I liked it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I had a good time. <laughs> no,
0: I agree with everything you guys are saying. Uh. I like when Jessica Lange is covered in mud and lifts her head up. It's very glamorous. Mm, that is a good one. <laughs> that is a good moment. I love... Uh, it's scary. It's yeah. good. It's it's rich, deep, layered, dark, compelling. And complicated. And oh, complicated. Um, I was heartbroken by Ileana Douglas. Uh, yeah. Good movie, IMO. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I watched it like a long time ago. When <laughs> seen eight movies since then. <laughs> been... I
2: love Thelma being... Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Boldly showing the same thing happen six times mm-hmm. in a row, and just to make the length of that Not moment last. And I'm just, I am in awe of everything she does. Literally, yeah. Max Katie goes beneath the water at the end when he drowns four Several times. times. Yeah, yeah, boom, 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 yeah. And when it's like an ex- Jessica it, Lang sees him on the the in the fireworks, and he's on the Edge of their property, the, she opens the blinds at least four times too. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: And she's there, he's there every time. Mm-hmm. It's like this is not what I think it's Herzog means by like the ecstatic moment or whatever, but it is a sort of like ecstatic reality mm-hmm. that that Scorsese and Schoonmacher are able to build. Mm-hmm. I mean, the editing is phenomenal in this movie, and so is the cinematography. And it's not just like the flashier moments when the boat is capsizing, mm-hmm. but the way that the camera and the editing conjure like. It's the kind of movie that makes you forget that you're watching a movie and some of those more heightened sequences mm-hmm. of both action and intense psychological distress. Yeah. And that is thanks in part to cinematography and the editing.
2: The Michael Bell oh. House, I think. I think he was oh. still working with Michael Bell House at this point in his career. I don't think it was him, oh. but uh, I will look it
1: up. Pretty mm. sure it was a different cinematographer. The. Freddie Francis. Oh. The
0: school auditorium Juliet Lewis yeah. scene.
1: It's the best scene
2: in the movie. It's it, the best scene in the movie. It, it feels a, like you should be watching it. all-timer.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's, it feels like you're really watching something you shouldn't watch, yeah. Yeah, and it's it is yikes, it is compelling. It is horrifying. And I and like again, talking, and she is so good. And
1: and talking yes. about sexual She got an Oscar nomination. Yes. Did she? Yeah. Oh, I yeah. I, rec- I don't She
2: and Bob, two Oscar nominations for this movie. I don't remember yeah. what it
1: was, but I did record a voice memo when I was watching the movie because I wanted to talk about this line reading, but I don't remember what it is, so I'll just press play and hopefully Great. it's good. But Juliet Lewis says Juliet Lewis I thought we were
2: relaxed now. <laughs> <laughs> I, yes. yes. So good. Uh, yes. I love, this is just an extension of what happens in this scene through the rest of the movie, is that she never fully turns on him, even yeah. when she is yeah. burning him alive. Well, she's a child. Yep. But yep. It's, it's that thing that a lot of sexual abuse victims feel is... Like, yes, I intellectually understand this person was bad to me, but they loved me, and I love them back, yeah, and you can see her like
1: more than my parents warring against yeah. that. Mm-hmm. that 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 yeah. that that is That's... what makes the performance so good I think. exactly and it's not yeah. it's not just like the the like the hangdog like sullen like mm-hmm. teenage girl aspect, which is amazing, yeah, and the reason I recorded that line is because it's also indelible. some of these line readings, which is like the attitude she's giving yeah. like it is so perfect like. Delia or um uh just, 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 just like the face of like the like the, the morose like over a teenager. Mm. But yes, like that that sort of psychological battle she's having in her head yeah. as both a, as a victim and as a, a character who is, you know, wise beyond her years.
2: Like which
1: is you know
2: like she's there. never like Oh my god, you're the guy that killed my mom's dog. No. She's just like Oh, I shouldn't I have to go. Yeah. I should not be here right now, but she's she continues to want to be with him. Mm-hmm. Right.
1: Well, 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 the performance still is revealing layers of mm-hmm. trauma from mm-hmm. that moment forward. Like yeah. from when she flees out of the auditorium, and that cut is great by the way, like how how we hear sound from the next scene like the thud of mm-hmm. the next mm-hmm. scene before she gets out, like just as a, it's just an effective jump scare. Um, but also sort of buys into the idea or or furthers the idea of how like these moments of trauma like will bleed into your future and be disrupting uh, forces of terror uh, probably until you die.
0: Yeah. I like the gag of the cut to Nick Nolte on the couch. Is that right Oh, there? that's a good gag. It's a good gag, right? What does she say right before? <laughs> no, he says, oh.
1: he, he, he's like, don't you see like this isn't this is an opportunity for us to work together as one we're gonna beat this guy and we're gonna do it together cut to him like grumbling and getting Mm. on the couch to sleep by himself he's like oh my god he's like (laughs) he should have folded the pizza the
2: last thing i want i don't i want to say really quick Mm -hmm. before we transfer i lost it i was just we had a transit Ah, <gasps> uh, <gasps> I was gonna say something. I forgot. Maybe
0: it'll come back to you. Yeah. you can Maybe move your on shadow shadows and I'll come back to. Maybe your shadow person they... will
2: turn it, it to you. To me. Oh, oh. That's, That's, they did actually, whisper it to you. Us was actually a great way to jog my memory because I love when they slip in the blood of the private investigator in their kitchen and they're oh. like, oh, they're like yeah. in the soup for mm-hmm. a minute. It's, they really are. That scene, <laughs> they're just like, wow, because. I mean, most movies don't get into if there's a large pool of blood and you are in an emotional state, you're probably going to slip. You're probably going to get in the blood and you're because gonna take a dip. and Nick Nolte is a is a cock basically in this yeah. movie, so he's going to slip in the blood. And Jessica Lange's going to go help him and also slip in the blood. I just uh.
1: that's that sort of gets at one of the favorite one of my favorite things about Scorsese as a filmmaker, which is why like Silence, people are like oh, so austere, like because we're used to like this 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 duet between this word I'm using a lot this Scorsese hy- visual hyperbole mm. where everything is just a little extra everything's a little heightened but then what he's getting at morally is far subtler than that mm-hmm. like just the there's your balance like between just the the exciting like and it's scopophilic on some level too like just the like that just, it's it's eye candy like it it is it's it is, titillating it's titillating it's Ooh. genima it's mm. genima baby mm-hmm. but then on top of it like it's not it's not as simplistic as just like a lot of flashy lights. Mm-hmm. It's, and of course, like, by the way, the fireworks are buying into that American yeah. narrative that I was talking about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that he's, he's like, that's an
2: amazing succession of shots because we yeah. see him sitting there with the fireworks in the background from like three different angles. I find mm-hmm. it very disturbing, magical. Zero. It's magical. Hell yeah. Very disturbing. Speaking of titillating,
1: I don't like that transition one bit.
2: Uh oh. One of the first shots oh. in Straw Dogs is nipples in a sweater. It sure is. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: Well, so so obviously, we, Good have, transition. we have to transition yeah. from that and talking about toxic masculinity, mm-hmm. and just, just like the idea of depiction versus endorsement mm-hmm. in a lot of this movie. Yeah. yeah, and the reason that this movie feels so ugly to watch is because Peck and Pa is examining and damning this type of toxic masculinity, this violent masculinity. Mm-hmm. Uh, he tells the story through that vantage point mostly. Um, And that is what makes it so hard to watch, I think. Yeah. And I think it's also kind of brilliant because he's thumbing your nose in the shit. Yeah. But that's just Peckinpah.
2: I like, I'm constantly surprised, like Brandon said, of the way he's more sensitive to the wife yes. than I think he will be. Yeah, yes. That's what um, surprised me. And I, I still would like more because I just would like more. It's
1: a, a which is a break in the perspective that I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, I like that there are these private moments with her where she is erasing the plus sign in Dustin Hoffman's yeah. long equation and making it a minus. Like yes. you really get a sense of her own frustration and all of this and, and being a character who is consistently sidelined. Mm-hmm. It's also like at the end of the movie, like Dustin Hoffman goes ape shit and starts murdering all these people, not because she was raped not because, he doesn't. Yeah. Not. He doesn't even yeah. know. He doesn't not, even not know. Not because her cat was murdered, mm-hmm. but because he feels like a beta male and a yes. yep. it's, it It is to assert his own dominance over yeah. his land, it is. It is not to stand up for anybody who was wronged by them, except for him. Yeah. Yeah. It's like Dustin
0: Hoffman is still a piece of sh- a shit at the end of the movie.
1: He's been a piece of shit the, the whole, whole
0: time. time. Yeah. 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 He's. It doesn't. He thinks he's redeemed what himself because I, think is really I saved my wife. Movie. He
2: didn't. Is that he slaps
1: her across the face? Yeah. And pulls her by the yeah. yeah. This.
2: Is that it's pretty clear very quickly that the marriage is basically over already. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, like, it's just Mm microaggressions that become huge aggressions towards the end. But it is all of these little things that, like, you're like, oh, they don't like each other. No. And they, neither of them want to be here with the other person. They would like to be in this house and alone but they don't want to be with the other person. And I like
1: the scenes where they're both trying to make it work mm-hmm. and then it's always ruined by Dustin Hoffman being an ass. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like when they're when she's like, come up to bed and play chess with me, like maybe this is something, I'm sure this is something they used to do. Like it's something that she enjoys doing and it's the yeah. way that they can meet each other on the same level because they clearly lead separate lives. Mm-hmm. And he's like, he's like, all right, I just had a really good move. I bet I can undress and do all my exercises before you even know what your next move is. And it's yeah. like, well, you ruined it. Yeah. Did you yeah. have to bring that? Like, did you mm-hmm. have to choose this moment to assert your intellectual and physical superiority yeah. over me? And then he's like, oh, we lost a chess piece under the covers and just like shoves her head into his crotch. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's, he's such a, he's such a bastard.
0: Yeah. yeah. You bastard. You bastard. You bastard. Mm-hmm.
1: There are no more birthdays. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you bastard. You're done. Um yeah, I appreciated this movie. I didn't like it. Fair. S- sorry. I think that's
1: fair. I think it's fair. I would love to hear you talk about it more though.
0: Um like I I I took some I took some notes. Ooh, Let me pull time. up my notes. Great. Um the ending, like the, the the escalation of the invasion was uh-huh. not believable to me. Mm. Like okay, they're drunk, but like what? I, so that just the whole Climax, I didn't believe. Yeah, um,
2: it is a lot of effort. But then again, his daughter did die,
1: and they've yeah. been they've been looking for a yeah. fight. Like they, yeah, this whole
2: too. movie, it's just it, it is. Just, is just you're just
0: right, a, a boiling, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, a pot of, of oil. A, yeah, uh, I, yeah, really, it's what I it is I appreciate it. It's it's a it, I see what Peck and Paw is doing. Like it's just for me, it was just like an exercise that I'm like, okay. I see what you did there. I don't like it.
2: And
0: I got it. I got it, but I didn't. Well,
2: I got it.
1: <laughs> well, that was my log for goodbye to language. Mm-hmm. Well, I got it.
0: I got it. Like I I get it. I didn't I and 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 I enjoyed like the the filmmaking is good. I yeah. mean, there's no
2: denying that, but uh I, don't know. I
1: get that. I mean, I get that.
2: Does anyone else think Susan George looks like Bree Larson?
1: I did not think that.
2: Oh, interesting.
1: I do I understand what you're getting at though because layered complex also deep. about Godard, like I famously think contempt is brilliant and I don't like it very much. It's mm-hmm. like I get it, I got it, I understand. Doesn't mean I have to like it. Yeah, that's how and I feel about this. Yeah. I, I will say, and I accept I bring that up to say like I totally accept that. Um, so my next point, don't think I'm being like, no, you were wrong. But I do think that there's something about apart from the fact that the character's daughter is missing. We don't know if she's... We, he doesn't know that she's murdered. Mm-hmm. But they're just looking for an excuse mm-hmm. to have a fight. Like, yeah. it's, it's not about it being motivated by something pure.
2: The two people that they hate are now together. Exactly.
1: Yeah. They're they have, a, they have an opportunity them. to kill them. Yes. Brutalize them with force.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I, you're right. That's like... You don't need to read, like... What,
2: what bothers me about the last scene uh-huh. the, is that it's really that hard to get in that house... Like I know. Well, like, there's bars over the windows. Oh, are there? Of, I yeah, didn't notice A lot there. of bars glass is, no, they ha- they have to, shattering. There's a yeah. scene where they are pulling off the Oh, because uh, I was just like, wouldn't they have gotten in by now?
1: But don't you think they also are <laughs> enjoying, it, it's like a cat playing with yeah, their prey. Yeah.
2: You know, it's the They're it's taking the, their again, time. It's not. Just it, like Red it's, says it, in yes. us. We want well, to take like, our no, time. We've
1: waited a long, yeah, we've waited a long time. It's not about swift execution.
2: We want to savor it. We want to savor this. Yeah.
1: And we're also getting truly fucked up, so we want to enjoy it. Uh, like, it's when, so when, fucked when up when Dustin extra...
2: Hoffman says, I killed them all. I'm like, oh. Yeah. Ew. It's so gross. Ew. Yeah, Well, and that's,
1: that's maybe my favorite thing about the film, like what Peckinpah is saying about the moral dimension of heroism mm-hmm. and the way that we're conditioned to watching characters and movies triumph over their villains. Mm-hmm. And this is true about us too, I guess. But that if it's almost like Michael Hanukkah in a way. It's like, as an audience, you want you want a certain thing out of your hero vanquishing the villain, which probably involves bloodshed of some sort, which involves just a a total conquest of, of, of the domain, like a, asserting that same dominance that we established as meaningless mm-hmm. is what we look for heroes to establish in the third act of a movie. We want them to win, and we want them to win by being dominant, mm-hmm. and so by subverting who we're watching through all of this, he just turns it into this. Um, just this grueling like disgusting like morally uh despicable <laughs> slog um where you're not rooting for anybody and just yeah. violence begets violence yeah. mm-hmm. and i i think the last line of the movie is really great about like uh the guy the the nasty man from titanic saying i don't know my way home and Dustin Hoffman is like neither do i <laughs> and then yeah. they drive off and then the credits roll yeah it's not that like he it's said my favorite buddy comedy it's you know what mm. it's LOL. my favorite buddy comedy since green book which is yeah. my favorite buddy comedy since butch up? Yes. Yeah. no i don't mind at all i yeah. really have to go to the bathroom yeah
0: because you gotta go see i him. gotta pick up my friend
2: um, oh one last thing i want to say i just love when the wife when he like is about to die and he's like go get the other gun or something and she hesitates and she's... Oh, it's great. She's fully willing to let him die for a second. No, and let's she's talk like, about. No, let's <laughs> just
1: very qui- very quickly. I want to talk about that only mm-hmm. only in that again as a spectator, and especially like as a male spectator. This is not necessarily like how I feel, but I think what Peckinpah is pulling out of here is mm-hmm. that he is daring the audience to say like "you bitch" to yeah. that woman for abandoning her husband in that moment. Yeah, when she is actually like. I mean, it's I'm very, rooting for her because I'm a gay man.
2: She's I, the only
0: person I, I care about no, it, in she this movie. Like, a,
1: like audience surrogate morally. And I will say that there is a whole conversation we had about the rape scene. I don't mm-hmm. think any of us are the ones to do it. Yeah. But I do think that it is. And I'm not making our classic joke. But I do think that it, it's complicated. Um, like that, the, the rape scene is complicated. Mm-hmm. Um, but ultimately, I don't think that uh, any of us get to decide what that scene is about. Mm-hmm. Um, but... Uh, in, in in that moment when, when she when she when she is hesitating on saving her husband. Mm-hmm. She she's the only person seeing this for just the big fucking mess that it yeah. is. Yeah.
2: Yep. And then she just stands on that landing which and then is, he leaves. Which is
1: which is why like she thinks about going outside yeah. with, with the other awful the the guy who raped her. Mm-hmm. And it's not, in my opinion, and again I don't want to go down this road too much because I don't think I have any authority on the point, but like it's not her like choosing the man who <laughs> perpetrated all this you know, who, who raped her, who like Mm -hmm. is this evil force. Like Dustin Hoffman's a big piece of shit as well. It's not about her choosing one over the other. It's her saying like, where am I most likely to die? Yeah. You know, I don't want to, I hate all of these people. Mm -hmm. So now what, where, where are my odds? The greatest, are they upstairs with the maniac who my husband is suddenly defending, who Mm -hmm. has tried to kill me twice now? Yeah. Like it's, She's her her character is fascinating. Her motivations mm-hmm. are fascinating to mm-hmm. me. She's the most Great. In, She's the only interesting character in the movie. Thank you. Yep.
0: <laughs> this has <Yeah>. been <laughs> another episode of Movies I M O. Thank you for listening. Um, go see us if you haven't. Well, if you listen to this, you've seen us because we just I spoiled that. <laughs> we just spoiled the whole movie. Um, next week we are discussing Harmony Corinne's Beach, The Beach Bum, yes. The Beach Bum, and our homework is. uh his most recent movie before that, Spring Breakers, and his debut movie, Gummo.
1: It's going to be a fun week <laughs> to talk about. Woo!
0: Get lit. Wow. I think
1: you are going to be lit. I mean, I love Spring Breakers, and I'm pretty sure I'm going to love The Beach Bum, but I don't know how I'm going to feel about Gummo. I liked Gummo. We'll talk yeah. about it. Um, I, Gummo's like one of those movies I, I thought I had seen because I remember being young and like an older person in my neighborhood, like like, like a very good older friend. Talking about gummo and like the, it doesn't take place in Ohio, yeah, like that, like all this stuff. And it just like the, the the description of the film like brutalized me and mm-hmm. scarred me. So Great. for a long time, I carried around gummo like I'd seen it. Great, I'm looking forward to it. I know you're trying to rush me. I'm just saying, no, I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> Great, okay, that's, that's um, all I have to say.
0: Uh, please follow us on Twitter at movies. IMO, uh, subscribe to us on iTunes, uh, rate us five subscribe stars. Us. Uh, we're, uh, we're also on. Stitcher and Google Play and ACAST uh, on iTunes rate us five stars. And tell us what would you name your yacht?
1: Yeah, <laughs> the craw. What is it? The craw daddy? The craw daddy. Mm. I had a big laugh. Tell us,
0: did you also want to fuck Winston Duke? Mm.
1: Did you also yes. want to climb on those legs? <laughs> oh, those big thighs?
0: Oh. Mm. Uh, I'm Brandon Kirby. You can
2: find me on Twitter at BK Kirby. I'm Ben Empey. You can find me, uh, my old tweets on Twitter. real. The winner is Jane Fonda.
3: Thank you. If
1: you see thank you very much, of members of the Academy. And thank all, all of you who applaud us. Do not be scared away by the terrible clickbait headline. Which There's is a great deal over- to say, and, and I'm not going to say it tonight. I would I just like to really thank you, you very much. But
2: it is a really strong piece. <laughs>
1: You did it.